From Alachua, Florida, I'm Amrita Kaley. I'm Krishna Kishore. And I'm Namamrita. Welcome to Nectar Talks from the heart of New Raman Reiki, the largest Hare Krishna community in North America. And the home of thousands of Bhakti Yoga practitioners. In our ongoing series of live interviews, we explore a range of spiritual topics, introducing you to inspirational community members and guest speakers with diverse backgrounds and experience. Like bees searching for nectar, we seek to extract pearls of wisdom from how they live their lives and the spiritual lessons they can impart to us and our listeners. If you're seeking nectar, look no further. All right, let's get started. Hare Krishna, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for this very, very special 25th episode of Nectar Talks. And I'm so delighted to be back here with all of you and introducing you to my dear friends, Trisha and Panchali. And they are Krishna House alums who have uh, joined the ashram, come into Krishna consciousness as young women, lived there for some time, had some pretty incredible adventures that I would like to explore with them today. And now have actually um, gone together, moved on to a new Sankirtan uh, mission in Philadelphia, um, working to build up their, uh, their programming there and their outreach. So it's a really exciting time. Um, we love to focus on the personalities that are um, built up by the Alachua and the Gainesville um, congregation and who build us up as a congregation by their enthusiasm and by their service. And so sometimes um, we, we stay here for a very long time and sometimes we come and then we explore and we go off um, and my mission is to catch you before, um, before you leave us <laughs> and hear about your realizations and your experiences so that we can learn from you and learn together as a community how to stay inspired and committed and authentic in our Krishna consciousness as individuals and as a society. I'm really grateful because I asked Trisha and immediately she said, sure, I'll do it. And Panchali took a little <laughs> bit of encouragement from Trisha and now they're both here together. And um, thank you so much for, for agreeing to, to do this with, with me today. Thank you so much. I mean, that's thank so inspiring. <laughs> I will say I'm a bit impulsive. So even though I constantly stutter and, and have trouble finding my words, I'm excited to do this. Let that be encouragement to every devotee who thinks that, you know, they, they shouldn't be doing this because everyone says, oh, maybe another time. I need more time to think about it. You know, just embrace the impulsivity and let's, <laughs> let's get these, <laughs> let's capture these, these moments together. It's, it's really delightful. So, all right, here we go. Now, what I'd like to do actually is start with hearing about what is happening in Philly. Why are you there right now? What led up to 
this move for you? Like, what is your situation? Where are you? What is this room you're in? And <laughs> what are your plans for, um, for, for Philadelphia? Well, this room that we're in is me and Panjali share a bedroom. There's one other Vaishnavi um, Bhaktin living in a, the room next door. And um, we came to Philadelphia to start a Krishna house under the instruction guidance of Kalakanta Prabhu, who's just sending out devotees left and right to start Krishna houses all over North America and hopefully everywhere else as well. So Philadelphia is just... I mean, so, so rich, so culturally rich, historically rich. The people are very progressive, very open-minded and open-hearted, um, very loving. We were walking down the street the other day and we just got so many smiles and good mornings. It was like, where am I? It feels like a <laughs> really a sweet place. And the temple itself is just breathtaking. Shishirada Shardihari are so so merciful and loving and of course Jagannath Baladev Subhadra just like the Sankirtan going out and bringing people back you know into the heart of the temple this mood is here they have corny time so it's just deities you know are bringing this wonderful environment and then uh, the space at the temple itself there's so much room because uh, this half of the temple is an old hotel and so there's just, there's just so much it's perfect Awesome. There's so much space. So we're, we're fixing it up. It's got some work to do. They're doing a lot of construction, putting a lot of time and money and stuff into getting this place ready. The management is just amazing. Dronacharya Prabhu is the temple president. And um, when he is all for this Krishna house model, he's been desiring it for quite some time now. So whenever Kalakanta Prabhu and him started talking, it was just match made in local Vrindavan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what that sounds so exciting. Um so it sounds like there's three three women in the ashram right now. How about how about um men? There are there are maybe uh four or five men living here now that we're already living uh some are pujar pujaris few are um you know just want to be part of the the temple life so yeah, we're, we're seeing where we fit in and how we can kind of unite everybody involved. They're a little older than our typical um, ashram residents, and they've been here before us. So keeping that that like respect for what they've been doing while also introducing this this uh, this kind of newer model on how we can maybe do the morning program and things like that. What kind of um, facility is there? You, you were, I mean, hearing that it was a hotel sounds so ideal and really cool. How many people can it eventually accommodate should the ashram fill up? Oh my gosh. So uh, if, if there's two people per room, wow, it could be like, how many rooms in this strip? We're in a hall. So there's, there's one floor dedicated for in the future. Right now, everything's filled with storage and being renovated. Uh, but in the future, there will be one floor dedicated for the women's ashram and then the floor above us dedicated for the men's ashram. And on this floor alone, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, ten rooms. So maybe two, if, if we happen to do two people per room and 20 residents, you know, at least. Some, yeah, at least. And there's always 
there's there's a whole um, building that you can see out of the window over here that just has space and there's room on the other side which right now is um, reserved for Cree hostas but you know if Krishna sends them we're gonna we're find gonna somewhere for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's very much the model of the Krishna house we make the beds and Krishna will send devotees and we're really yeah. seeing how that works out yeah um, you also asked where are we sitting right now we're sitting in the midst of a construction site basically so, <laughs> so it's, it's very much that um inspiring mood of Srila Prabhupada's first generation devotees who joined the movement who are just um cleaning the floors the beds and going out on Sankirtan or creating some kind of outreach program and the results so very exciting and um guerrilla style warfare <laughs> seemingly. <laughs> so what does that look like for for you what is your um sort of a, a day in the life for you right now I mean first of all how many days have you been there and <laughs> and what are yeah how is this going to be opening up for you what is your what is what does it look like on a, on a typical day we we haven't been here very many days I think they got here a day before me so Thursday I got here right Thursday Wednesday, Wednesday. Days. I got here uh Friday so they got here two days and um so today is uh Monday we had our days. yeah we had our first Sunday feast that was really sweet one girl already um has inquired about you know whoa you have an ashram like when how, how does that work like can I move in in that way so that was really really beautiful to see but a day in our life right now is um <laughs> we're, we're trying to figure that out we're trying to you know of course um we're trying to go to Mangalarti, have good sadhana it all starts sadhana in the morning and then um so far what we a kind of model that you know today what we did was sadhana in the morning then uh we have lunch and then after lunch we have our things that we're doing for the day but that'll you know, we're, we're, we're playing with it. We're seeing what works. And then once we introduce, cause right now we're so like, we're just trying to, we're just trying to like get the bathroom usable and, <laughs> and things like that. So it's a little, once we start going out on San Kirsan, we'll have more of a um, formal like schedule and set up for our day. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. It's very much planning right now, figuring out what it is that we need to do practically and then also like the, the vision for how we can start reaching out to people in the community. So today we're making cards for a holistic health fair that will be next week. And there's a Roth theater coming up. So we're, it's, it's a lot of um, in-house work right now. We're also working very closely with uh, this couple, Anupam and Mani. Maybe they can be some interview wipes that you get to. <laughs> they're really amazing. Um, and they're, they've just come very recently, just a few weeks ago to kind of get the, the Bhakti Garden up and running, which is a, a small preaching center in the heart of, of Philadelphia. Um, oh, wow. So they're, they're getting that started. They're very outgoing. Um, Anupam Prabhu has uh, coordinated a lot of um, things with Bhakti Center, a lot of outreach programs with Bhakti Center. So he's experiencing that. Um, they just, their, their mood is so, like they just want to preach and, and share this with others. and. So we're working very closely with them also and, and their their programs are gonna be a big um, big help for our outreach as well. We'll we'll be like they're having a a, a program, they're opening up right after Ratha Yacha, they're gonna do an after party. So that'll be like the kind of 
the thing that gets them going. And so it's exciting that we're, we have, we have a team, you know, that, that we've been gifted with. That's so, that's so um, special and maybe crucial, like to just being able to say yes to, I mean, this is something I wanted to ask you actually was, you know, in the early days, we know that Srila Prabhupada would maybe it seemed a bit spontaneous even to say like, where do we not have a center, you know, and pick a spot on the map and literally ask devotees to go and, and, and be there alone and to pioneer a project. And, um, you know, for a young person who is completely sold out to Krishna consciousness and, you know, ready to do anything that can seem like, um, just the, just, uh, the bee's knees, you know, like the ultimate adventure um we also know that there's like inherent challenge in that um materially speaking this beyond words and we've read about it and we hear about it in the pastimes of um you know our spiritual parents and aunts and uncles so in your case what happened to um to lead you to Philadelphia? Were you asked to go? Were, were you presented with the opportunity as a group at Krishna House and some people volunteered? How many of you total are there that went to this particular project or are going? Um, and what kind of a time commitment did you make to giving it a try? I guess my situation is a little different than Trisha's because um, I was serving in a really similar way in Houston. That was the second major Krishna House to pop up. And it just, it was right when I came back from Sankirtan, super fresh devotee, still am, but it was maybe five months and I went out on books and just, um, yeah, sold out. So um, I came back and spoke to Kalakanta Prabhu and he presented Houston as an opportunity to go and um, on an adventure <laughs> with some other, one other senior devotee. And so I was serving there and then emergency back home so I was away from the devotees for a while a few months actually and then this was just like the breath of air that was being offered on a, a silver golden platter to come and help Patricia start this project here um so I'm here and with Trisha for the next few months until November when we go on our pilgrimage to India and Vrindavan and and then she'll be coming back and I might be going back to Houston so I'm just kind of here for the support and two other hands and legs. So, um, but Trisha, I'm not sure. This is a whole basket of eggs you can go into. <laughs> <laughs> um, similar setup. I mean, I was, um, I didn't go, she went out like five months in and then out on traveling San Kirtan. I was at the Krishna house, I think um, about a year and a half, actually about two years, almost two years. And then and then I went out on San Kirtan for three months. And, and on that San Kirtan trip, we stopped here at the Philadelphia Temple. We stopped here one time before, actually, um, with a Krishna house trip. And it was, it was like eight o'clock at night when we arrived and it was dark and it was a little chilly, but I was in the parking lot looking at the temple and it was just so surreal. I just got this wave washed over me like, I'm going to be here one day. This is so perfect. I was looking at the parking lot, looking at the, the front lawn, and I was just having all of these visions of like, 
people and devotees and programs. And I was just like, this is amazing. And then we went inside the other devotees that had gotten here already. They were doing kirtan in the temple room. The, the curtains had already closed, so I didn't get to take darshan. Um, kirtan was so ecstatic. And I was just like, just my heart was opening and opening. And then we took prashadam. And we were taking prashadam um, in, the, in the prashadam room downstairs. And Dronacharya Prabhu, that's, oh, he, he, yeah. When he was speaking, we were all sitting in a circle and he was kind of like telling us about the temple and we were going to be there for like two days. And, um, or maybe just one day or two, I don't know. But he was telling us about the temple and the way that he was speaking, he was just very gentle and, and very caring. You could feel how much love he had for the devotees. And so I was just like, wow, he is like an amazing temple president, like, I could so see myself, you know, working under him, working with his guidance. And then while we were taking Prashadam, he was walking around and I just like called him over. I was like, Jonah Chai Prabhu, this temple is amazing. I'm going to be back. I'll be back. I'll start a Krishna house. <laughs> it was like my first day. It was like eight, nine o'clock at night. <laughs> and he was like, oh, okay, that's very encouraging. Like very sweet, you know, probably didn't think so much of it. And then, so then I'm on Sankirtan with, with some, um, some ladies and, we stop here and I'm just like reminded, you know, I kind of kind of faded, but I'm just reminded of how much I love it here. And I'm telling Dronacharya Prabhu again, like, Prabhu, I'll be back. And and then I told Kalakanta Prabhu, I talked to him, I was like, you're starting all these Krishna houses everywhere. And I'm really attracted to Philadelphia and it's perfect. And he was like, oh yeah, we're already on it. Like I've been talking to, to Dronacharya Prabhu, he wants it, he's like, you know, he's really enthusiastic about starting a Krishna house. And I was like, it was just perfect, perfect timing. So um, he told me, yeah, yeah, you're there. You're the, you're the one I'm going to send out. And, and so he told me I could come. He also invited um, Sierra, which is our bhakti next door. Um, and she's just so sincere. She joined at the Harmony Collective um, a few, just a few months ago. I had no idea Sierra's, Sierra's there with you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. That's so cool. Yeah. She's so another it. Krishna house alum that, yeah. that joined at the Harmony Collective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She was only, she was at Krishna house for a couple, a couple months. And then, yeah, Kalikant just saw this like life in her and was like, yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's. And so she's going to be running our yoga program because she's, she's um, very good at, teaching yoga classes and so we're gonna start he wants to make it a setup kind of um how it is in where is the temple in new zealand mm -hmm. new zealand temple with um devamrita maharaj he, okay he, yes and so we're gonna we're gonna try that out and see how that works and sierra will be in charge of the yoga program which means we're going to be fixing up the prashadam room, painting yeah. it. We're going to be trying to make it look nice. We're going to get some nice carpet in there. Um, just trying to make the place look very like peaceful and zen. <laughs> it's, it's so incredibly inspiring to just be a, a puzzle piece and to really see Krishna just flood Philly with all of the resources, the devotees, the management, the temple facilities, everything. Yeah. That needs to be here to, to start a thriving program a krishna house program a preaching program grow a congregation um unite worlds there's yeah this this point that trish was saying when we we're walking around and everyone's smiling just 
Philly is filled with devotees mm. who just don't know their devotees yet, but you can feel that so powerfully here. So it's just yeah. so inspiring to be a part of it. And yeah, we're so grateful. <laughs> it's, it's definitely um, a project that's going to take a lot of work. Um, like, you know, the painting of the walls and yeah. I mean, that's just the, the most minor of the details <laughs> that we have, but this, this semester right now that we're looking at, it's the pre-ground, the prerequisite to a flourishing Christian house come springtime. Mm. And so right now yeah. it's very much setting Sierra up for success with these yoga programs and doing outreach, Kirtan in the park, yoga in the park, yeah. um, making the beds so that people yeah. can come. Um, yeah, figuring out how we can, how we can put the, the program, the model that we have in Gainesville into a whole new place. Yeah. And yeah, so it's, it's a lot of, it's exciting. It's really exciting. <laughs> you're saying. Yeah. I have to admit um, that just hearing you talking about this, my heart is actually starting to elevate. <laughs> because I, you know, um, I think like, I think that there is, this is just my personal experience, um, but I've heard it echoed in so many devotees that when we have the opportunity to share Krishna consciousness with other people, we remember, we see the joy that, that comes into their face and their, their disposition when um, something is awakened within them. And we're reminded of what that felt like when we first came to Krishna consciousness. And um, Krishna really reciprocates with us extending ourselves um, in any way for other people. So one thing is kudos and so much gratitude for the temple president and the community there who have invited you and are embracing your um, pioneering of a, uh, the next phase of the Philadelphia Yatra. And also, um, you know, to just as yourselves to come and be, be able, be empowered to make decisions like what the wall color is gonna look like and where the house plants are going to go. I mean, these are actually, <laughs> so nice. it's, 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 it's really, really, um, it lends itself to deep formation of, you know, personal, um, investment in ISKCON, in Krishna consciousness, in, you know, when, when we're able to express ourselves and express beauty and express culture to other people and we're given the freedom and we're being trusted as young devotees to responsibly pass on Srila Prabhupada's teachings there's really not I mean as a young person it's so enlivening and so encouraging is it not absolutely yeah it's it's so much the the mood of, of Kalakanta Prabhu and the Krishna House model is to just empower new devotees to get that experience, that taste mm -hmm. of, of what it means to be fully surrendered and um, fully capable of expressing um, every aspect of themselves in, as an offering mm -hmm. to Srila Prabhupada in this movement. Yeah, it's, it's Srila Prabhupada's mission. This is exactly like what he established when he was here. There were ashrams, the devotees were living in ashrams. This is how they were able to really fully surrender and fully engage their propensities in Krishna's service because they were they were living and not that you know that can't be done outside but it, it makes a difference it makes it easier for sure it's definitely not limited to the ashram experience but to be able to have nothing to worry about 
you know, except for your relationship with Krishna. It's so beautiful. It's so nice. And, and it really, the baton is passed on. And we feel that so deeply at Krishna House, that, that just where we sit in the temple room and in this home, it it's, has nothing to do with us. It was created by people who have sacrificed, not sacrificed, but willingly and happily given their lives to Srila Prabhupada in this mission. So to sit in that room, it's like, as we cultivate bhakti in our heart and this gratitude, it's like, what can I do? Like, how can I, how can I equally engage in this, or in, in this mission that I'm sold out to, you know? So, and it's not, it's not an ancient concept, right? We have this idea of the first generation, the first wave, it's, it's alive right now. It's movement, it's in motion. And so that same empowerment from Srila Prabhupada, that if we fully surrender, he will, he'll talk to Krishna, he'll make it happen. Krishna will pull all the strings. Yeah, we feel that so much. And it's enlivening. Beautiful. Now you touched on something really powerful. And that was along the lines of being given a situation where you don't have to worry about anything. And Mm -hmm. I take that to mean materially speaking, really. And like, for example, financially, you know, you're in the ashram, you're in a situation where you're doing full-time service and your needs are being met. You have accommodations, you have prasadam, you have, um, you know, you're, 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 you're not wanting for anything. However, I want to ask two questions. One, and this will take me back to your joining story. Okay. But I want to know how old are each of you? How did you come into the Krishna house, if that's where you both joined individually. And what was your experience of maybe that tension between like going with the flow of how life typically evolves for most people from like, for example, the high school experience into adulthood or the college experience into adulthood um, and the workforce of some nature to then choosing to move into the ashram full-time. So tell me a bit about um, that experience for you. And do you have sort of an internal dialogue about what the rest of society is doing and what you're choosing to do? Is there any challenge in that at all? Or how does it feel in your heart? Um, And one thing that I want to, what I want to like note is that for a lot of our Alachua youth, this is like really far out and they've grown up in Krishna consciousness. They've, you know, it's been around since they were born and we can't imagine what that's like. And maybe it's hard for them to imagine what it's like to come into Krishna consciousness at 18 or 20 and to feel like the whole universe opens up and there's nothing else that I want to do, um, you know, for the next few years. So can you just sort of lay that, lay that out for us? Your, maybe your internal journey, as well as um, a little taste of coming into Krishna consciousness. Um, yeah, I mean, my, my heart goes out to, and I have so much the people that grow up in this movement, because I, I think that it, it can be, um, yeah, people can see that their experience is so easy because they're already devotees, you know, but that whole internal change, that shift, I feel like it's, um, it's one that I feel really grateful for having a lot of experience in like the material world, right, where I was just done. (laughs) But when I was, I was at UF, I was a student there in my senior year, I was graduating, and it was my last semester, 
and I went to change my major again and I found out I was graduating in like two months. It was so, it was just such a, <laughs> yeah. And, I'm laughing because I did the same thing. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's funny. It's just, it's just so indicative too of like the societal push and like that we have to, to go to college, know what you want to be. Um, yeah, just like be, even when you don't know what it is that you want to be yet. And the investment and then the, the um, potential regret and distress that you feel from, am I making the right decision? Even when you, you know, so for me, it was two months of this, okay, um, I kind of have a potential set up for something that could be exciting for me, but I don't know who I am. So like, I just need to breathe. I just need to slow down and like figure out like what it is that I really want. Because right now there's like 10 different things that are all in completely different directions that I want. So um, I just kind of slowed down a lot and just really started, um, <laughs> I guess I was pretty pantheistic. So I was just like, whoever is there, this is my, I have a, I have a relationship with. And um, yeah, I just kind of, I really trusted it. I had no other option, honestly, except to, to be in this mood of full surrender um, because I didn't want to, I didn't want to move forward in the way that I was flowing. And so I knew that if I just step back and put it up there, then, you know, things will work out the way it should. So I got really blissed out in that space of like, I'm not worrying anymore. This isn't, this isn't for me to take care of. So, and it, it might've been a little naive materially, but spiritually it was like the most enlivening time of my life. So there was probably three months where I was just, um, yeah, walking around Gainesville blissed out <laughs> when I like, technically I really should have been highly stressed, highly concerned, investing <laughs> my energy than ever into figuring out what my life's what's gonna happen. But it was just it was just this this really this mood of full surrender. And um, to me then, right, it was the peak of my spiritual life pre-Krishna consciousness. Um, so I just started flowing and I floated one Wednesday into Krishna lunch and <laughs> <laughs> it was just I got a book, I got prasadam, I went to, I was invited to a program and I went to the program, went to Krishna House and met the devotees all within like a six hour gap. <laughs> and after not, never having Krishna lunch my entire high, or college career, um, and it was just game over. It, they were talking about like the, um, the, the universal form of Krishna and which was so appealing to someone who was just like so in that world. Um, and yes, yeah, so I, I started coming around the devotees um, to their Saturday night kirtans, which this was all during COVID. So just, it was the kirtan for me. It was figuring, it was sitting in that space and chanting the mantra and letting it just like, it felt like I was in um, like a tunnel, like a, or a, not even a tunnel, just like a cave. And there was just the maha mantra surrounding me being like bombarded by this murdanga and like my heart, I just, I, I really, and it was during Kartik. So mm. it was just so much mercy <laughs> and I felt it. I really, really felt Krishna. Um, and it was such a, a special experience in my life, uh, figuring out who, who this person was that I had been developing a relationship and falling in love with. It's like you fall in love with someone and then you find out who they are. And so it was just, um, yeah, it was just, you know, we all as devotees have these experiences falling in love with Krishna. And for me, I felt like just situationally being around a group of devotees who were so young, inspired, um, so many programs, so much support. It was like a love bomb. <laughs> and so I was, I was sold out. And then it came to 
uh, graduation day. And um, I still didn't know if you guys were in a cult yet. So <laughs> I, I really had a lot of questions. It was so new. And so um, I, it was came down to the point of picking either go to my graduation or go to Georgia with a bunch of people and find out if it's cold or not. <laughs> so of course I went to Georgia. <laughs> and I met these, just got to get close with them. I, I, we shared a bedroom that night, the, that weekend trip with my two now best friends in, in the movement. And um, yeah, I just, I fell in love. I still had a lot of questions and um, was confused, but it was a week later, I quit my job, just asked Krishna to somehow figure out my um, my living situation that I had tied up that was holding me back from being able to move into the ashram, a, a cat, <laughs> um, who was just a funny story that I had, but um, yeah, a cat, a, a lease, some, some figuring out a lease situation in the heat, the height of mm. COVID was like going to be impossible. Krishna just took it over. Um, and so I got to move in January like first and um, yeah, I think, so yeah, it was just I was love bombed and it was wonderful because that space was there to facilitate that. Um, so that just built this, this really deep gratitude in my heart that like, this is something that I want to be able to give back because I don't deserve it. Really. It was just so rare to, to be in a community, um, not only Christian house Gainesville, but Alachua. Like I had, I just had these, like, this is a really spiritual place and actually now finding out that this is why. It's because all of these amazing devotees are mm. in this one area. Blew my mind. Um, so I was ready. This, this rationing it, the material over spiritual, like what am I looking for? It was, it was so clear for me that the more that I give up the things that aren't true to my heart and the more I put them in my life in the hands of somebody who knows what is best for me, then the more reciprocation the, I will feel, the more... Um, what is what is best in every aspect of my life will unfold and the happier I'll be in the process. And um, what kind of a commitment were you asked to make when you moved into the Krishna house? Like what are what was the arrangement when you when you moved in? Was it for a specific amount of time? What what are the rules that you have to live by? <laughs> I didn't even ask. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that's think... so old school. That's like very <laughs> That's like Prabhupada's disciples learning about the regs after they got initiated. Like, so. <laughs> it feels similar, but they're they're amazing people. Really, I'm really inspired by that that group of gen that generation. Um, but um, I think at the time, because I didn't ask, it was very much just let me get. I was already in kind of the process of getting rid of everything, so I didn't know if I was going to be. Um, traveling out to California, like renting a van or just buying a van. Like I was, I was kind of moving my life around a lot. So I just kind of had my, all my life condensed into like a big walk-in closet in my apartment. And so I just, <laughs> I remember I like moved basically like half of it goodwill and then a couple of things into the ashram and just was in the mood of this is my life now. <laughs> I don't see like another, I don't see another, um, yeah, I don't see another end to it. Um, and so I was, I was kind of deluded materially, you know, I, that, that mood of like extremist um, that I think it's just the human nature in general, you know, when you evolve or you into like a next phase of life, you hit an extreme and then you find a middle ground and you, you move forward and you come back a little bit. So um, yeah, I just, yeah, I definitely don't recommend it to other people. <laughs> <laughs> you own. Um, but yeah, but it, um, 
I was definitely told it's just by semester, you know, so there's no commitment, come and go as you please. And that helped me relieve, relieve a little bit of this idea that um, every single person outside of the Christian House community was telling me that Christian House it, devotees, it's all a cult. But it was just, you know, like, I don't like what you're doing. Was that so friends, like friends in college or family or where was that coming from? Yeah, both, definitely, <laughs> everyone. Because, mm -hmm. um, you know, the people at UF have of the devotees is just really fire food and then like strange kind of like um, indigenous music on campus and like kind of like far out clothes and like, you know, just who, who are these people? And everybody is probably a little bit too, um, yeah, wrapped up in their ego to ask. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like the videos from afar when you're into something, you don't want to just go up and be like, this is sick, like, let's talk about it, you know? So um, yeah, I was, I was really grateful though, because where I was at, it's really just the association of the devotees that I had, specifically Adi Kartha Prabhu, who's always out on campus doing, um, yeah, book distribution. I just remember sitting in a kirtan with him almost every day on campus. I would just, because it was COVID, so my classes were online. So I would just show up on campus and um, <laughs> I am so grateful for him, for him just being so, um, yeah, just the way that he is, is very forward. So he'd just like, just sing, just chant, like, who cares? And I'd be like, you're right, who does care? <laughs> and I would just, was able to give it my all. And so um, I don't know if I would have been able to do that any other point in my life, except for the time, of course, when it, it was set up for me to meet the devotees. But, but yeah, it was just very much come as you like. This is, these are the things that we do. This is the things that we don't do. I'd been burnt out from doing all the things that I wasn't supposed to do anyway in a very raw, real way. So it was easier for me, like, okay, let's try it. Um, and I didn't miss it. I was far too engaged. Yeah. Wow, thank you so much for, sh for sharing that. Um, such, a <laughs> such a debt we owe to Adi Parker Prabhu, you know? Um, all of us here pretty much understand that Adi Parker Prabhu goes out on campus at UF basically every day to do book distribution. And I remember too, he introduced me to Krishna consciousness um, in a real way um, when I was in college as well. And he actually tried to, you know, have me start distributing books while I was talking to him instead just distribute this book. And I was, <laughs> I was like, you know, um, so he does, he's one of those personalities that um, knows that, um, you know, engaging us is the way to get to acquire some taste. So thank you so much, Heidi Hart, for, for bringing us closer to Krishna and into the fold of devotional service. And Mother Rachira for taking care of these cows and providing these absolutely Vaikuntha milk sweets that Adi Kartaprabhu brings on campus and, you know, transform, literally transforms people's lives with these sweets. Oh, thank you. So I will say just on that point of you saying um, he introduced Christian consciousness to you in a very real way. I think it is such a beautiful arrangement that that amazing devotee is in the or is around Christian house because I needed that if I didn't have like this is this is what it looks like. This is the raw thing. This is two parrots talking to each other. Can you handle that right now? Um, kind of <laughs> thing, then, then I wouldn't have sold out as I was. Yeah. Um, Trisha, are you ready to tell us about your experience coming in? I know that um, from talking to you, you grew up here and you had devotees 
in your classes because you went to Santa Fe High School and, and everything. So tell us a little bit about what that was like. That's so different from what Panchali and I um, went, you know, how we were introduced. Yeah, it was, it was just when I think, think back on it, it's just like a dream. I didn't know what was happening, you know? I, so I went to Santa Fe High School, like you said, and so there are a lot of devotees in the Alachua community. There were some devotees in my classes. I had a friend um, in one class that I was, she was, a, you know, young and in my grade and we would hang out. Um, yeah, that, her name was Radha Priya. So I was always saying Radha's name, you know, when I was in high school. But then I also had, oh my gosh, okay. My story has quite a few details. I'll just go over briefly, but like, there was this book that came to my stepmom's work and it was a vampire book. And it was all about um, this vampire named Sita who was supposed to be, it's, it's a little like out there and I wouldn't recommend it for devotees to read. It could be blasphemous, but, um, but it, it's why I'm a devotee. So there was this vampire named Sita who is, you know, Sita, Sita Ram. And she is 5,000 years old. And she is always, this book is crazy. It's like the craziest book I've ever read. It's like probably the best, materially speaking, the best book I've ever read. Um, but she was always trying to remember Krishna, always. And she knew that she had to remember Krishna when she died so that she could go with him. That she'd committed so many sinful activities in the span of her 5,000 year life. Um, so she had to remember Krishna, which is part of the reason why it's so blasphemous. Sita, Mother Sita would never sin. <laughs> but so in this book, I got to this part of this book where she was looking for a spaceship, a Vimana, and it was called a Vishnu Vimana. And so there was this boy in one of my classes, my music class named Vishnu. Music class was really cool because our teacher was a little like relaxed and we didn't have to do anything. And so I asked this guy, this, this Vishnu, okay, you have this name, you must be a Hare Krishna, can you tell me anything, you know, can, is this book accurate, I had him read the book, he was like, my mom would not be happy if she knew I read this book, <laughs> but, but he, he read the book, and he was like, oh yeah, this part's kind of accurate, this part's a little made up, but it's a cool book, anyways, he started, his, his um, dad was running the Govindas at the time, when the Govindas and Gainesville was open, and so he would bring me prasadam from, from the Govindas and it was my birthday my 16th birthday was coming up and as a birthday present he gave me Bhagavad Gita um, and we would just talk about it in class and he would make me read the Sanskrit out loud because he said it was good for me <laughs> and I was like okay I guess wow. but I was um I was definitely into my my things I wanted to in I wanted to experience um intoxication and boyfriends and you know so I kind of I, I knew that I was going to be a bad influence on him and so I kind of cut off that association but I always and I always had a, uh, an altar in my room since like middle school I always had like crystals and like pretty pictures and stuff on my altar um, so I put the Bhagavad Gita on my altar and I would read it every once in a while just open it up and and I had like highlighted things in there that I liked when I was, you know, young. I became vegetarian for six months, but it was hard, you know, once I stopped being friends with 
the you know devotees that I was friends with it was like there was no motivation to keep that up so I just kind of fell away and uh, went into Maya for the next <laughs> three years which is you know what I needed to experience of course I had to get these things out of my system so but but the thing is Krishna just followed followed me I was um I was going to work to her one year I think I was 17 and um and you know the devotees used to always like go to work tour and have a booth and so and so uh, one day I was at work tour and some guy in orange stopped me and he was like I have a book for you I was like I know about Krishna <laughs> I was like I have the Bhagavad Gita and I don't have a donation but he gave me signs of self-realization uh, anyways even though I didn't give him a donation he said Krishna is going to knock until you answer <laughs> and so just just be aware of that something like that and I was like okay you know kind of back burner forgot about it um then I finished off high school graduated um got a job working as a as a waitress in a little Perkins restaurant the same restaurant that my stepmom was working at when she found those books those Krishna books so I was working at that restaurant she was still working there so we were working together alongside four devotees <laughs> It's not a vegetarian restaurant, but there were three sisters working there um, who were, you know, they were born in the devotee names, not necessarily chanting 16 rounds, but like vegetarian and talk about Krishna. And then um, this devotee named Lucky, who lives in Alacho, who I just like, he's so amazing. And I was just working with these people and they were talking about Krishna and vegetarianism and all of these things. And I was just like, weird, okay. I've heard about these things before, but, um, I was very wrapped up in my material life. I had just gotten an apartment. I had a boyfriend. And so I was a little like, that's so cool, but I'm doing my thing. Um, then I kind of quit slash got fired from that job because <laughs> I tend to be a little spicy. <laughs> so um, so I, I was working somewhere else. I started doing a lot of... Um, psychedelics and and really just trying to figure out what is reality because this thing that I'm doing with my life is lame and stupid and it feels completely draining and I can't continue like this uh, since I was young I never I always thought oh I'm not gonna live to see 16 I probably won't ever learn how to drive that's okay you know when I was like I never saw a future for myself basically I never saw beyond you know the next year if even that so I never had plans like in high school I didn't want to go to college it just didn't appeal to me at, at all um and I had no desire to to advance materially I just didn't it felt like so much work for just to continue to be unhappy and so um yeah that's why I was I started doing a lot of psychedelics and and trying to figure out what was going on in that way but then you know you you go so high and then you come down and you're back in reality and that was that was always rough for me but there was this one time I was at a party and I see this girl from across like the front yard front lawn or whatever and she's like glowing she's like effulgence she's the most beautiful person I've ever seen and she's just like bright and I like all the way across there's so many people and I just like went straight up to her I was like, you're so beautiful. I want to be your friend. And so we exchanged contact information. And I think we hung out one time. Um, and then we never hung out again. But I had her on Instagram. 
And so I'm scrolling through Instagram at the peak of my like material life sucks. Let me just escape through psychedelics. And um, and I also, during this time, I, I, I was like, I need to start reading Bhagavad Gita again. I need to start praying. I need to start reading Thirst, this vampire book that I was reading that introduced me to Krishna. I was like, I'm going to start reading that again, but I, I want to just skip all the parts with Krishna. Uh, and so this part of me was like, just come back, come back. And so I'm scrolling through my phone in the midst of all of this, um, you know, this mind stuff that's happening. And I see her post about Krishna a year later after meeting her at a party and hanging out with her one time. And I, and I asked her like, how do you know about this? You know, like I thought, I thought it was like the world's best kept secret and only I knew about it. (laughs) People that were born in the movement, you know? And she says, well, like I live in an ashram, it's called Krishna house. This is right at the beginning of COVID. So it was like, uh, people were really scared. But she was like, you can come. They were doing kirtan outside, Brihat Mardanga, who's actually going to be coming here um, in, in the spring to run the men's side of the ashram. He, he had a set up. They were doing kirtan every single night from for like an hour from seven to eight. And so she invited me and she told me I should come um, hang out with her and meet the devotees. And I was like, OK, bet. And I was there, I think, that night or the night, the next night, whenever I was free, I was there. Every time I was free, I was there. And I just remember getting there for the first time and seeing how the devotees interacted with one another. It was like this sweetness that just felt like this is what family is supposed to be like. This is what the world is supposed to be like. This is how people are supposed to treat each other. And they got me prashadam. And um, since I had known the, the Maha Mantra, I like sang the Maha, I've had this YouTube song that, through those six months when I was vegetarian in high school and you know thinking about Krishna a lot I played this this kirtan over and over and over again and so it was the only melody that I knew but they could see that I knew the that I knew the mantra so they were like do you want to sing I was like yes so I grabbed a cup and um I was yeah I was like do you guys have a cup and so I grabbed a cup and I don't know if you know the cup <laughs> from um what's that movie pitch perfect but it's like you like clap and then you do the, the cup thing and I so I was like okay you guys are in for for a treat and I was like Hare Krishna Hare Krishna and um yeah we did kirtan Kameshi has Kameshi um that video she was in Krishna it was like it was just I just felt like I was completely at home basically that day that first day that I ever came I was like okay when can I move in and Kamesh she was like she was the ashram leader the women's <laughs> ashram leader at the time so she was like okay let's take it slow let's start reading let's start you know on uh, hanging out sometimes let's chat up on FaceTime and so we would wow. do that we started reading chants and be happy which was perfect for me because um, I love the Beatles and I love music yeah, and we started chanting uh, every couple of days, one round of Japa on FaceTime. Because of COVID, it was like more time distance. And I was always just like, when can I move in? When can I move in? Um, and then finally, they were like, okay, just come. You can move in. I, I still had like a month left on my lease. I was just like, okay, whatever. Here's my money. Just take the apartment. And I moved in. And, and yeah, I mean, so much, so much happened to invoke that also that that very strong desire like I needed to move in you know just 
so many experiences outside of being outside of Krishna house and, and still like having my, you know, boyfriend and still like being engaged in other activities on one end while, you know, when I would come to this like sanctuary, the spiritual sanctuary, and I'm a very extreme person. So I always thought it was a perfect arrangement that it that I joined during COVID because I wasn't able to, um, to have the full Krishna experience if I was still in the material, you know, atmosphere. I wasn't able to come and stay the night or go on trips with the devotees or come with them to the temple. And if I lived in the temple, I wasn't able to go and hang out with my Carmi friends. Whoa, <laughs> cool. <laughs> so I had to, so basically I, I moved in and um, the next wow. day I was just, yeah, I moved in. I was in the quarantine ashram and I had nothing to do. <laughs> so I decided, I was like, how many rounds do you guys chant? And so I started chanting 16 rounds like that day. It was just, just like past life, yeah. you know, just catching up to that point, you know, that I left off. Yeah, and then the rest is kind of history. I mean, it just, there's, Krishna House is just so perfect and there's so much opportunity service and there's so much magic I just can't even describe it all it's just only Krishna knows the whole yeah and just seeing how and especially also being on Sankirtan after my own story and how personal Krishna was in my own coming to him and then going on Sankirtan and seeing like there would be moments where where we would be looking for parking in this very populated place, but we'd have to drive like 15 minutes out of the way to park somewhere. And that 15 minute drive would bring us to this like park with like three people. And then one of those three people would be ready. They're like, they were sitting there like yes. praying to God, you know, to send somebody to them. And then we just come with a book and it's like Krishna just arranges so perfectly every detail of our experience and finding him it's perfect for us it's just that's it's yeah that was wow thank you story. thank you so much for for sharing your story trisha and sorry were you were you saying something oh no just i mean there's some love <laughs> you're reminiscing on the bliss <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, you you know you both you both were talking about you know this the magic of you know Trisha being at Warp Tour and your friend who gave you Bhagavad Gita and Panchali your experience with Adi Karta Prabhu and book distribution and um, you know I've I've been sort of following the Garanga Girls which is a Sankirtan a women's Sankirtan group who you know the personalities in the group change but basically it's uh compo comprised of krishna house women um who have traveled around and distributed books for um, periods of time and then come back to the ashram so um we don't have much time left but um before we do get off i want to hear about the garanga girls and i want to know like what that felt like for you to be given was it a van was it two cars what was it and then um you know, a, a stack of books and like, what was that like for you? And, and your personalities, you know, talking to people all day. Um, well, it all kind of came together um, a few months into COVID. Uh, yeah, so I moved in in January 
and it, everyone was just brewing, waiting to, to do something, to leave the house, to go out, like just to be with people again. Um, and so come summertime, uh, I moved in at the same time as another devotee, Janaki, who uh, has an amazing story. And so it was her, uh, myself and Amrita. And we just kind of were presented the opportunity of, actually, no, Janaki is a fiery devotee and was very much like, I want to go on books. I'm tired of this. Like, it's time to go. <laughs> um, and she's she is the Sankirtan warrior. She would be going out on books with Adhikarta the Prabhu on campus. And I was just so inspired, so fired up. So Anamrita is the same way. It's, it's just her nature to be really flowing through whatever geographical location Krishna lets her um, and to be cultivating devotees. She, so, and I was um, ashram mates with Janaki. We moved in at the same time. Amrita is just so inspiring. She's been a devotee for a, a very, she's a senior devotee to me. And um, yeah, so Janaki's basically saying, you want to go on an adventure? And I have no idea what Sankirtan is, but yeah, heck yeah. And so um, she, I believe she just talked to the higher ups management at the, at the house. And um, we ended up being able to go <laughs> with her car and which is a sedan. <laughs> so we were four seats deep and uh, redunga harmonium, like a suitcase harmonium, um, like a bag each, a yoga mat, I think two yoga mats and like maybe maybe three uh, sleeping bags and then the whole trunk stack of books, which the devotees had donated and um, and Krishna supplied too. So it was, it was so well-funded and we were just, um, it, was, it was certainly an adventure like getting it all together. But yeah, I have, I'm really grateful for John and Gia because she was so fired up that she just made it all happen. And so, yeah, we went out on St. Kirtan for a few months and all three of us are very, very different. <laughs> so to, it was, it was really not only purifying, but just inspiring to be inspired and, you know, see how comfortable and outgoing Johnny is, how, um, I want to say like intentional and like, uh, just very intelligent the way that Amrita is able to kind of like snake into somebody's heart and then drop Krishna in it. Yeah. Um, very subtle. So it was, yeah. And also just to like figure out like what my nature is really like, do I actually want, am I okay with the moment? Like, like so much action? Um, do I like to sit back and kind of just like put myself in a, a place knowing that whatever is about to happen, like Krishna is being a sincere soul or uh, an opportunity for me to grow in a more purifying way so it was I just I fell in love with uh, watching Krishna's magic happen um, like Trisha was saying you know you just like whatever is going to happen it's it's actually perfect even if it's some kind of like distressful situation or um, you know <laughs> at one point um, the car broke down at the base of like the Brooklyn Bridge and it's just me and one other girl who's not even in the San Kirtan group and it's just this is perfect it's actually completely okay so it's a really like sink into that mood of like everything is perfect because it's Krishna's arrangement so let me just like find the opportunity here to serve um that was really embedded in my heart um and I, I took that with me and I'm hopefully I can remember those moments you know but yeah it was really enlightening and uh, I will say that those two girls are still the most like inspiring and supportive people um yeah, and we came back and just all kind of started to do our own things again. And then um, John Key the next summer was like, I'm 
we're not slowing down. I want to, we actually wanted to keep going. Um, and so anyway, she just put another group together of Sankirtan devotees and the, I think it, Trisha was part of it, but it was maybe, I don't know how many girls. It was me, um, Janaki and Amrita also went uh, and then Kameshi went and also Thank God, Prabhupada Priya went. Amazing. So Prabhupada Priya is um as a senior Vaishnavi, like not senior citizen, but she's very senior <laughs> to us. Um, she's the educational director at Krishna House, and she's just like so full of life. So yeah, we got to go five by five of us went. We went in uh, two two vehicles. Yeah, similar situation, just like cars full to the brim with books and about us bag or suitcase each and a yoga mat and a sleeping bag and but uh it was a little different I think when you guys had your sankirtan something it was uh more daily books uh for us when we went we went you guys went for like a month or two two months. two months yeah we went for a little bit longer not much longer but um for us there were a lot of programs happening so it was a very um I, I would say I would like to, you know, really experience the hardcore Sankirtan energy, but it was a very well-rounded um, experience in that we went to a few retreats and we got to make a lot of connections with different devotees and the also, you know, doing books was just ecstatic. So yeah, it was like, yeah, and, and definitely with, with there being many of us, it was a lot of, um, a lot of learning how to communicate communicate um when we're annoyed before it becomes a problem you know or when we have a need that's not being met or also communicating when we appreciate something that somebody is doing and when we um and how much we value each other that's realizing how necessary it is that we do that because so often we feel like these things go unsaid you know my love goes unsaid they should know but to communicate that really makes it sink in and so just, uh, I think it was like wonderful training for this project, um, this, this starting the Krishna house, especially I'll be taking on the, the service of uh, leading the women's ashram and taking care of the, the Vaishnavis that come. So being able to communicate in a way that's um, truthful and really where I'm at and really how I feel and um, not letting any tension that I have build on itself being very supportive so wonderful well while you were sharing and that dog was barking <laughs> i'm just thinking about you know like the dog of the mind you know and how krishna gives us these experiences like book distribution or living in the ashram and you know we have this very very internal um we're having these internal conversations. This, this um, you know, we've talked, we've referred to it as like being in a rock tumbler, you know, because the rocks are tumbling together closely in the rock tumbler, but they're all getting shiny and beautiful and like their true color is coming out. It's being revealed through that experience. And um, I'm, I'm, I am blown away that, you know, this, first of all, that Garunga Girls was basically an initiative started by one of the Krishna House women, by Janaki, who wanted to go out, and that you guys were encouraged to, um, to do that. And then along the way, I imagine you were, were you staying in devotees' homes or temples? Is that, um, how were you sleeping at night?
Yeah, our audio is a little um, starting to cut out a bit, so hopefully you can hear yeah. us. But um, yeah, it was Janaki. She traveled a lot before coming to Krishna consciousness. That was part of her journey, and so um, she was. She's very organized <laughs> in the way that she can plan ahead and figure things out. So um, she she bared a lot of the weight of talking, communicating to devotees about could we potentially stay during this time period and the the, the experience of going to devotees' homes. Um, and feeding off of each other's inspiration like you know then then just them being so inspired by us you know doing sankirtan in, in motion like as like on the move you know it was just they were so so kind and so accommodating and so supportive um and they really made us feel like not only part of this like movement where we're uh you know like serving together but like we're family so that was really beautiful and then we stayed in temples and that was I mean, as new devotees, it's so, I mean, and also for me, I did only had experience in Gainesville and Alachua. So to see the the reality of what we're navigating in North America as, um, as, a, as a movement was really like uh, a broadening. Like it was very, I was able to see kind of where we're at and also just come back and be so much more humbled and grateful for the situation that I was in and inspired to be a part of this, this bigger community of ISKCON and um, serve. Um, and also to see like the, the youthful spirit that we have in Gainesville and Alachua is so rare. <laughs> you know, the, these temples, like the morning programs, there's just, there's so much room to really grow. And it's an amazing with where it is right now. It's incredible that we've come this far. Um, yeah, and so the temples were also really grateful that we were there supporting a morning program, bringing new people in, um, even just bringing congregation members in, you know, people love the fact that there's like a pop in morning program, people dancing and singing and um, yeah, and so it was, that was really wonderful. There was, we went up the East Coast, so we um, went all the way to Niagara Falls and then came back down. And Niagara Falls was the only place that we ended up at, staying in a hostel, and it was amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we did the most books didn't ask, we just kind of popped up a, a table. Um, and everywhere we went, Janaki's so fired up. She just had the Murdanga and we just were with Balram and we just felt like unstoppable. And Niagara Falls is an amazing spot for books because people are just constantly moving. So you just stand in one place and play the Murdanga or like wander and it's just, it's there. So, and also was a great experience too. Cause I think that was when it, in me, what I saw was this could be an ashram. <laughs> like everywhere I went, I was like, <laughs> Yeah. this could be a temple same <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, um, and I, I was yeah, thinking the, about the devotees are... please go ahead sorry no I was just saying the devotees are wonderful everywhere we went it was just so heartwarming really so so lovely so inspiring yeah I was thinking when Trisha said earlier that uh, what's the temple president's name in Philadelphia again Dronacharya. Dronacharya. I can city. imagine, you know, that he was always supportive, but meeting Christian house devotees and meeting you saying, you know, some years ago, I'm going to be back. I'm going to be here. I can see myself here, you know, is something that um, encourages temples all over the country to experiment with, you know, facilitating ashrams again. So thank you so much for your service. And 
I'm wondering before we close, if there's anything on your heart or your mind that you want to convey to the community, to the Alachua community, to the Gainesville community, um, um, you know, sort of as, as you're moving on now to new experiences. Oh man. Um, can you hear us? Cause we're, my internet is cutting out and I didn't really catch that last sentence. I can maybe join a call on my phone and we can try to finish up. You, I heard you say, is there anything that you want to say, but we didn't hear what the prompt was. Yeah. <laughs> yes, no, this is fine. We'll just close here. And I'm just curious if there's any uh, anything left on your heart. You've already shared beautiful realizations. You've shared your experiences. I just want to say how grateful I am to you for your for your spirit of adventure and and surrender and for reminding those of us who are outside of the ashram now outside of the brahmachari or brahmachari ashram now um, of the magic the krishna magic that is available to all of us all of us um, so if you can hear me if there's anything left on your mind or your heart that you want to share go for it We didn't hear any of that, Amrita <laughs> Kayleen, but knowing you, I know that you are closing out so beautifully and so wonderfully, probably asking us something to say. And all I have to say is thank you so much for having us on for your, your beautiful podcast and really bridging so many generations, inspiring so many people, um, giving us the opportunity to share our story. Um, yeah, all my love for you. You're so inspiring, such a wonderful friend and devotee. And yeah, we just, we love you. So I hope whoever's listening to this can um, feel like Krishna is really pushing them right now to just go express yourself and be a part of the movement in some vibrant way um, that inspires you, whatever that is. And join Krishna House if you're of age. <laughs> We've got a space for you. I love that. Well, whoever you are, whatever your interests are, express yourself in a way that brings you joy. That's so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you both. Um, we love you very much. Our prayers are with you on, on behalf of Shishi Radha Shamasundar, Shishi Gornitai, May you feel protected, may you feel inspired, and know that we're with you. And we can't wait to hear about your adventures moving forward. Hare Krishna, Srila Prabhupada, Ki Jai. Hare Krishna, <laughs> cannot hear you still, but I love you. Hare well. <laughs> Thank you all Thank you. so much for um, tuning in Thank for you this so much. episode of Nectar Talks. And um, we look forward to seeing you again and again. Please come forward as a volunteer to be interviewed, suggest others that can be interviewed. We can't wait to hear from you. Hare Krishna. Oh, what is it?